All right. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Weight Loss Coach Podcast. And uh, we are in episode number seven, so I'm climbing up again. Uh, I want to thank everybody for the downloads uh, that we receive. And again, we are on all major platforms, uh, podcast uh, platform, uh, platforms, which are one of your favorite is. So um, today, I'm uh, pretty excited about this topic. I'm going to dive right in. And this topic is something everyone watching can relate to. And that is um, what I would call a routine that you do and you've been doing for a while and you wish you didn't. So I decided as I was thinking about uh, the content for this episode, I thought, let me give something I feel like is very common uh, amongst people we've coached, and that is nighttime eating. Mm -hmm. So I think people say, well, I'm good during the day, and then the night comes, mm -hmm. and I eat my last meal, but then I get hungry, or I'm not even hungry, is really what the topic is, and I'm going to use what I've heard people say is I get bored, mm -hmm. and then they eat what they call comfort food. So can you relate to that? For sure. Um, I feel like you your day is so uh, scheduled out from the time you wake up, get kids to school, get to work, that you don't really have time to just sit back and eat. I mean, a lot of our clients talk about how they don't have time to eat during the day. Right. And then as soon as they get home and start relaxing, then there's nothing really going on in the evening. Yep. And so they, I mean, I know I found myself just eating because I was there. Yeah. And I hadn't eaten all day, so I might as well catch up that night. And would you agree that a lot of times, if not all the time, it's not that you're really hungry. Mm -hmm. It's just it, it, you are hungry or not. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just out of boredom and out of routine. Yeah. So th this approach, by the way, has been proven, and uh, I, it, watch this again uh, once we upload it so you can take specific notes and uh, really uh, implement this, and this is pretty cool stuff. So first of all, we must create new routines for what we do uh, uh, to do each night instead of eating. So most struggle with eating at night, like I said. So we're going to insert new routines into old habit loops, okay? And these loops, um, you know, we just talked to a client the other day. They will tell you, I'm scared because this goes on in my evening and I always wind up eating. Mm -hmm. But they're fully aware that they're in a loop. They just don't know how to break out of it. Sure. So that's what I'm going to talk to you today is how to break out of that routine without doing too much disruption to where it feels like you're having to really use a lot of willpower. So pretty cool stuff here. So first of all, what we got to do is we got to break down and become conscious of what we're doing. So number one, I want you to ask yourself to describe what triggers your habitual behavior of eating at night. So this is called awareness training, okay? I know that sounds pretty common sense, but it's very true. Um, I even wrote down, this is called recognizing your cue. Now, that's the scientific word in the um, psychology world of a cue, all right? So again, you're going to ask yourself to describe what triggers your habitual behavior of eating at night. And again, it's called awareness training, and we're going to call that the cue, just for reference purposes here. So, recognizing your cue. This is the first step in habit reversal, uh, and most people aren't even aware what causes it, uh, the eating at night, because you've done it for so long. Mm -hmm. So, can you relate to that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, and it seems so simple once you start breaking it down, but we are creatures of habit. Mm. And even if it's just the smallest thing from walking by and grabbing an Oreo every time you walk through the kitchen. Um, again, it's so mindless, and I think you become mindless whenever you get into your house because right. you're in that safe space. Right. So 
And, and, and that, what she said is true. It's like, you know, you're eating the Oreo, mm -hmm. but you don't. Right. And then you'll come to, you know, our clients will mm -hmm. say, this is what I do. I don't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. Although they're aware of it, they're not aware of it. Right. So this is called, uh, again, this is called awareness training. So number one is being aware of it and actually stopping, kind of blinking your eyes and coming out of that fog and being aware of what's going on, uh, the eating at night. Okay. And number two, ask why you eat at night. Even if you're not hungry, because I would tell you 99.9% .9 of the people we have worked with said, well, I'm not even hungry. I just do it. So you've got to ask yourself why you eat at night, even when you're not hungry. Now, this will take some time. Uh, when we're working with people, they're like, well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But once you dig in, I'll tell you probably the number one answer I found is, I found, uh, they find out is I'm just bored. So you got, first of all, you got to struggle and that's eating um, and you know, gaining weight and trying to lose weight. So that's a struggle. So in itself, that that's your, you know, the overall problem, if you want to call it there, it's mm -hmm. a struggle. But now you're bored, and some people, when they get bored, they go drink or they go do other things. But people who struggle with their weight, when they're bored, typically eat food that's comforting. Right. To make, make them feel better. So number two, ask why you eat at night, even if you're not hungry. That may take a little bit of work on your part to kind of think about it. But, again, this is called... Uh, what I just said here, awareness training, all right? So number three, the habit's reward is a physical stimulation, okay, of feeling good from eating comfort food. So I want you to hear that. It's a physical stimulation. And some of you may say, well, it makes me feel good. Well, feel good is a physical stimulation. And you need to recognize that because what I'm getting ready to talk about will help you out tremendously. So would you say, like, back before, you know, uh, everything, you've got your sustainable system going, what would you say you would eat and how would it make you feel? Um, You'd mentioned cupcakes in the earlier podcast. Yes. So <laughs> cupcakes um, would definitely be my go-to. And I don't know if it would necessarily, now looking back on it, I don't know if it's it would make me feel good. It would just make me feel different. Yeah. And, like, that was always my go-to. And so I would expect to feel good, but really it was just feel different. Right. So. So, we get bored, we go find our food that we feel like will make us feel good in our boredom. Sure. But, proven scientifically, it is a physical stimulation because it goes in and that satisfaction, that gratification, which mm -hmm. by the way is short-lived as you know, but it is a, oh man, that was good, mm -hmm. okay? And you need to recognize that, but be okay with that. So, let me break it down. If I had a chart, I would put the word Q, meaning this is the Q, I'm bored, then we go into the routine. Now, the routine is key here. The routine is to eat comfort food because you're bored. Then we go to the last part, which is the reward, I feel good. So we're queued up. And, and again, that's recognizing your cue. Then we do the routine. The routine is the actual physical part of eating the food, which leads to the last part, which is the reward, which is I feel good. Even if it's for a few minutes or whatever, it's still a reward. So now let's shift into the solution, okay? And this is where we get into some pretty cool stuff here. On the solution to start habit reversal training. I want you to hear that word, habit reversal training. Now, this does not happen overnight, but with your effort, it will work. And you actually will make you kind of laugh and feel good that it's so effective because it's been proven uh, on all kinds of people with different habits. So what we're going to do number one, I want you to get an index card. And I know you're listening right now. 
I'm holding up my index card, by the way, uh, as I always think everybody's watching. I'm holding up an index card, uh, the kind you buy wherever. So you're going to carry around this index card. Each time you feel the cue, okay, the urge to eat at night. So when that urge comes up to eat at night because you're bored, you're going to take the index card and you're going to make a check mark on the card. Just a, a check, okay? You can do this all day to recognize when the urge is at its highest. So I'm going to have you start off with my example. And my example's not necessarily for everybody. Some people's may be at, at work or wherever. But what I want you to do is carry the index card around. Every time the cue happens, and we'll call it the urge to eat, uh, something that's not on your plan, let's say, or whatever, donuts or whatever, it's right there. Stop, recognize it, and take a, a pen and make a check mark on an index card, Okay. The cool thing is, after about a week of doing this, you'll see where the check marks increase the most. Mm -hmm. That's your highest point of your day where your cue is at its highest, your urge, so to speak, to eat uh, whatever it is you feel like you should be eating. And that's cool data to be able to see, okay, uh, bam, 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 all of a sudden you see a bunch of check marks because the urge come up. Pull it out and do it. Okay, this is visual and it's also subconscious awareness and recognizing what's going on. So you can kind of see where the highest points are. So you're going to do the check mark uh, on the card. Again, do this on a whole day basis and do it for about a week to kind of see, you know, where your peaks are. Okay, number two. Now you're going to learn a competing response, okay? This is going to be a competition, a, a competing response to the cue because mm -hmm. the cue always has the routine, which is you eating comfort food. So right. now we're gonna have a competing response, okay? So a quick physical stimulation, again, we recognize that eating the comfort food gives us a physical stimulation. Mm -hmm. What we wanna do now is put a competing response that it still gives you a, a, a physical stimulation. What we're doing here is not really disrupting too much of what you're doing. We're just, instead of inserting the comfort food, we're gonna go, oh, let me put a competing response in. And what I've used successfully on clients is 10 push-ups and 10 jumping jacks, okay? What happens there? You're queued up, the urge to eat, right. you check off, and then, you know, obviously wherever you're at, you get down, I don't care if you're on your knees or have you done, do 10 push-ups, then do 10 jumping jacks. That's going to give you a physical stimulation, mm -hmm. and believe it or not, the serotonin that releases just from that mm -hmm. is going to make you feel good, but the fact that it is fitness-related, your mind interprets that you did something healthy in regards to the whole thing of the struggle. Hey, I did some physical activity there. It immediately does a kill switch on you wanting to go eat what you feel you shouldn't. Why? Well, I just did these exercises. It reminds me on, hey, mm -hmm. I want to get better, and that right now is, is I'm good. I can move on. Well, and we've done something here in the office that, you know, you hit that 3.30 kind of, like, dead point in your day. I mean, I know for us in the office, that's like 12 hours of being awake. Yeah. Um, but we used to, um, we used to because we were all here and dragging. A lot of people, like, reach for a snack at that time. Yes. Like, give me something crunchy that point point of the day where you feel like you need that energy boost we would go we called it a mental health walk because we would go outside get a little sunshine go for a walk we're getting that physical activity we're getting out from behind our desk and actually like getting our, our energy levels back up so definitely instead of i mean if you don't want to drop down and do push-ups in the middle of the office yeah. that, i mean go for a little walk uh go get some sunshine 
because you're again less likely to grab grab that food grab that snack and what she just did there with a, a separate example is she did a competing response mm-hmm. all she did was change the routine again i know you can't see me if you're listening but we have the cue then we have the routine and then the arrow goes down to the uh the reward mm-hmm. which is feel good so we don't want to change the cue okay because that's too much you you had this habit mm-hmm. And when the cue comes up and the urge to eat what you feel like you shouldn't, leave it alone. Move to the routine. Now, instead of reaching for something, my deal is make it something that's physical fitness because that's tied in to what we're doing here, okay? Uh, You know, somebody that bites their nails may, um, you know, tap or do something else. But with us, we want to find whatever it is you want to do, something that's like 10 jumping jacks, push-ups, or like Amanda said, go take a walk. You did a competing response. Now, the reward is you still physically feel good because I don't care who you are and what kind of shape you're in. If I go for a walk outside, get some sun and and breathe, or if I do jumping jacks and push-ups and make my heart rate go up, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm there physically feeling like, okay, I feel pretty good. And you almost kind of blink like, okay, no, I'm good with that. And you still get the same reward. For sure. You're getting a physical stimulation. The I mean, cue is the same. Probably a better reward. Huh? Probably a better reward. Definitely a better reward. So, uh, so now learning a competing response. And, and I'll tell you, if you didn't want to do 10 push-ups and 10 jumping jacks, I have found 10 jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. And um, like Amanda said, if you're in the office, I know women that go to the bathroom. They go in the bathroom, shut the door, do 10 jumping jacks, and they come back out. Just that break in the routine mm-hmm. that's so embedded into your uh, mind and you're, you're just breaking that cycle with one little thing like that. And it works tremendously, okay? So this allows the cue and the reward to stay the same. Only the routine changes. So it's such a small change. It's not really that hard for the body and the mind to, to do. It's mm-hmm. like everything stays the same. I'm just going to change the routine. And that's easy to do versus try to change everything. Right. So now each time you feel the urge to eat comfort food, Make a check on the index, like I said. That's when you're queued up, so you can do the check mark, right? Now, make a hash mark when you successfully override the habit. So once you do your jumping jacks, push-ups, or walk, and you actually move on, get your card out, and next to your check mark, put a little hash mark there, just like a little minus sign showing you overrode uh, the habit. And when you start looking at this card, you get to see how successful you are being at overriding something you felt like maybe you had no control over. And when you start seeing this add up over a period of weeks, you start seeing all those hash marks mm-hmm. that are matched up with, with the Q check marks. That's a pretty good feeling. And don't we get down at the end of a week sometimes say, I don't feel like I did that good. Right. It's like I did it maybe three or four times. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Heck no. Right. I, you I, got I did, proof. Yeah. I did, I did this a whole lot of time and this good stuff. So again, Check mark when you get queued up. Let me get my card out. Go 10 jumping jacks, push-ups, whatever. Walk away. Put your little hash mark there, kind of like a little reward, Mm -hmm. and then move on. So this tremendously, and and by the way, you don't have to do this for the rest of your life. Um, uh, The book I read that was talking about this, actually within two to three weeks, I wouldn't quit it. And I don't, these kind of things, I don't ever quit. I kind of like them. They're like a blanket, a safety blanket to me, like a Linus blanket from Charlie Brown. (laughs) I'm not in a hurry to quit it because if it starts working, it's not quite quit it. Right. But it's proven you don't have to do this for the rest of your life. Eventually, the neurological pathways get overrode, 
and they change, and you kind of have a much better chance of success uh, on that. So once you are aware of how your habit works, once you recognize the cues and the rewards, you are halfway to changing it. So um, anything to say about that? Um, I feel like this is so big because we become, we become so mindless yep. in our everyday activities. And, I mean, I know I've said it a million times, and I've heard it a million times. Like, I mindlessly eat. Like, I don't even realize what I'm doing. Like, I'm just – I mean, like, I go through the steps. I know what I'm – like, this is the time that I eat. This is the time that I snack. This is the time that – like, you're so mindless in your everyday activities. Yeah. Like, it really does stop you and make you focus and just be aware of yourself and yeah. aware of your surroundings and aware of – and, I mean – if you get home and you sit down on the couch and watch a movie, like we're taught to go get popcorn or go get chips or go get candy or go get that snack because we need that snack when we watch our movie. Like those are the things that it's just part of who you are that so hard to break, but it really does. I mean, I, I love this activity. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and to your defense, some people ask me, I uh, just had a client the other day. He's like, why is it we do that? Cause you're only working with 4% of your brain. That's not a lot. This 96% back here is doing what you've been doing for your whole mm-hmm. life. And there's nothing wrong with that. And when you quit trying to fight that and say, well, instead of fighting it, let me reprogram it by doing something like this. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I'm more aware. I would say our clients over a period of time say, I'm more aware everywhere I go. I just I'll automatically see food. I see what we need to be doing, what not, our portions. Well, and it brings, I mean, you're more aware of your emotions, of your oh, stress yes. levels, of your anxiety, and all those other little triggers, and it just makes it a lot easier. Instead of having to resist so much, yeah. you have something that makes it easier to walk away from. I like what she just said. Amanda just said, it, instead of resisting it, and see, that's what we try to do. We try to resist something our mind and our body want. Mm-hmm. And listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting cupcakes or right. whatever. There's a time and a place for it. But it's not something you want to do every night when you get into that, okay, I'm good during the day, which we hear all the time, and um, I just, at nighttime, I blow it. Right. And, I, and, of course, we know blowing it at night, you go to bed, that's not helping the end game. Right. I mean, almost better to blow it during the day. At least you're burning it off, not advocating that. I'm just saying the nighttime is the worst. For sure. Uh, and that's when people are watching TV or they're hanging out, and then they're just like, I want something. Mm-hmm. So if you can start working this, into your actual, you know, routine, so to speak, and following those steps, you're going to find you're consciously aware of it, and you're going to find the, you know what, I really don't want that, mm-hmm. especially after knocking out some jumping jacks and some push-ups or right. running in place. Something physical activity is what I want you to put in uh, competing response. So, you know, you can decide what that is. Make it get your heart rate up for a minute. Make you breathe hard where that serotonin releases, and you get that physical sensation of feeling good here but also moving your body a little bit mm-hmm. and then you don't have the guilt yes from eating the that's right food. you yeah. actually go like man i did a little movement there mm-hmm. and i didn't do that and mentally that's a win yep. so hey thanks for listening uh please please share our podcast to as many people uh as you think would uh benefit from it and um we love doing this hope this content was great and we'll be seeing you guys and girls next week